Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Greetings, thingies. This is Darcy. And this is Kelly Hillier. Today's episode is called Blindsided by the Light. <laughs> Ripped up like a whatever. No, stop, stop. Oh, we have to pay for it. We don't have the money to pay. <laughs> so, there's a few things going on in the news this week. Not as much as last week, but we're going to start with uh, this brouhaha over Michael Orr, the NFL player, and the, and the Chewy family who were featured in the film Blindside, from which Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock, it's Sandra, uh, won an Oscar. Michael Orr is now claiming he just found out this past February of 2023 that he thought he had signed papers for an adoption, adoption. but it turns out they were a conservatorship. And he's claiming he hasn't made any money off of the film The Blind Side. Yeah, so I have a couple of problems with that. Okay. In his first book, evidently, there's a, a sentence that said, and I entered into a conservatorship with the Tuies. Oh, I didn't know he had a book out. I know he has a book coming right out. Right now, he had a, a first one, I think, okay. called The Blind Side, if okay. I'm not mistaken. I, I, no, somebody else that. wrote The bl Blind Side, something of the game. It was a different... Okay. Somebody else. And the other thing is, and another thing, <laughs> he had to have known because the whole reason they had to sign the conservatorship is because he was too old to be adopted. He was over 18. Supposedly. Right. Okay. And then he was living with the Tuies who were boosters at Ole Miss where he went to college, mm -hmm. as did they. Right. So NCAA, NCAA says that you, boosters cannot pay players to play for their team. So they were looking at it, well, why is he living with you? Why are you allowing to live with him and why are you supporting him? So they had him, they signed a conservatorship so that they can prove that he is under their care. Well, I don't understand how Booster's paying him to play for the team. I don't understand what that means. Oh, it happens all the time. So let's say USC wants a, a, a player to come. So USC doesn't offer them money, mm -hmm. but one of their boosters, like let's say the person who owns Panda Express is a booster for okay. USC. Just, and I'm making this up. I don't know for a fact that this is true. Right. If they say X player can have free Panda Express for the rest of his life and an apartment over one of our stores, if, if he comes to, like we'll sweeten the deal to get him to come to USC. Okay. So NCAA, which is the College Collegiate Sports Authority, mm -hmm. they really crack down on that so that other people cannot sweeten the deal. Not only the college can't, but other people who are supporters of the team cannot sweeten the deal. Okay. So just because they're boosters, them offering to pay for his college would be a violation, a violation of 100%. that. 100%. Okay. Okay. And offering him room and board. Well, but and how does that work out if, if parents are a booster for any college and their kid goes to the same college? How can... Well, how that's they... a legacy thing. That's okay. 
And they're okay. really cracking down on legacy thing too. But if it's your child, yeah, and you're, uh, that's not a problem. So they're that trying to be like time. we're paying for him because he's. They you, wanted him, tried to make him their child so that they could pay for him to go to Ole Miss. Correct. Got like it. you can't okay. pick up a, a stray, really great basketball player in the park and say, "Hey, why don't you come live with us so we can get you to right. uh, UCLA?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I see. Okay. That part, okay, I didn't know about That's that. That's my understanding of all of this. And I'm not saying, I think there's two stories, and I think mm-hmm. the truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't think the twoies are completely mm-hmm. not complacent in this either. Well, it seems weird Complicit. that this would be coming out now, that somebody wouldn't have figured out, you know. I mean, black people are mad anyway because of the white savior narrative and all that kind right, of thing. of course. But I tend to be like, I don't really know what I think about this whole thing because it really is a he said, they said thing. He's saying, you didn't give me any money. They're like, yes, we did. Interestingly, their own, their actual biological son, Sean Jr., who goes by SJ, was critical of his parents at the start of it because he was like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of anything. He goes, I don't know how this is, what's going on here, but something's not right and we'll figure out how to get to the bottom of it. It's just a shame it has to be coming out in public right? or whatever. I just kind of feel like there are adult people over 18 that have been adopted before. And to my knowledge, I think it's, I don't, um, I think it's Mississippi law or wherever they are. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that, well, maybe that's the yeah. case because I know for a fact that I've heard stories of adults, grown adults being adopted by people because not necessarily for any kind of financial gain, but just because this is a person who never had a family and yeah. and somebody took them in and they wanted to be say to say well, you the are AIDS, our family. But during the AIDS crisis, men would adopt other men, adult men, mm. so they could have health benefits. Oh, health benefits, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah, right, maybe that is just you know whatever the state law is. But I found that kind of strange. I was and like, I, why, why is he a conservative shit? Because he wasn't incapacitated. Right. I just think it's so. I, the whole thing is sad. It really is. I mean, I know we all buy into the Hollywood stories, and there are a million based on a true stories things that mm-hmm. the narrative is is so not what their true thing is. Right. Um, and you know, falsified for cinematic greatness or whatever. Right. But this just makes me sad because I really, I, you know, I fell for the story. I thought it was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And the thing is, too, you got to understand, this movie came out in 2009, because that also leads to now people on his side who are primarily people of color, who have been anti-white savior narrative for way longer than, you know, maybe you and I have recognized. Like, you look at... Right. This, they were probably Since filming we this movie. Woke. Right. <laughs> this movie was made probably around 2007, released in 2009, made before George Floyd was still alive. Yeah. And it was when George Floyd died was when white people started really going, wait, what's going on here? And started to do the the research and learn about and watch the documentaries and go, oh, this isn't comfortable. But at the time, and, and people who are now also calling for Sandra Bullock to give her Oscar back. That's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Let me, I'll say why I think it's ridiculous in the first place. But I imagine that back then, I think if this script came across her desk now, she'd probably be like, oh, this is probably not a good idea. Right. You it's know? not a good optic. Yeah. Not good optics. I'll, I'll pass on this. But at the time, that wasn't in the lexicon, you know, right. sadly, sadly. To, you know, I'm not saying that it was okay because we, we were viewing things differently then. So I just kind of feel like 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really torn about it. Because but is it a black and white issue? Do you think if in 2009 there was a story about a white family taking in like a Vietnamese refugee child who, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Is it just because it's such a, a hot issue that th- that's what this is? Good question. Because on one hand, I'm like, if there's a child in need and See, a family sees think. that and they know that they can help with that person, why is that a bad thing just because they're white? That's not necessarily a bad thing. And, and the thing you know? is, the Tui's were financially successful and mm-hmm. are very financially successful. We're which beforehand. Is why yeah. they could afford to take in another child mm-hmm. into their huge house. Right. They countersued that he tried to shake them down for $15 million right. if, or he was going to plant a bad story about them in the press. Mm-hmm. So is that true? Is that not true? Right. And also, just some numbers here. When they signed with 20th Century Fox, it said in this article that the Tuies negotiated with 20th Century Fox for, they received $225,000, which isn't that much money, That's, especially yeah. for them, plus 2.5% of the net proceeds, which ended up being, it was a hit movie, so that was a bunch they of change. They said it was like $700,000 total. That's what I Okay, heard. okay. But is this article said they negotiated without pay for rights to, without giving or rights to his name likeness and life story that they didn't the paperwork says according to this article that i was reading it sounds like he didn't have he was signing away his rights to that but they were signing it away for him and that would be why the conservative conservatorship comes into question that gives them the right to do the right to do that oh that is that's that's another thing that's another thing yeah oh that's kind of ugly because that's like right now he can't do anything with his own life like he doesn't own his own likeness he doesn't own the rights to his own story he doesn't you know but he's also got a book coming out some people are claiming he's just doing this to get press for his book his book tour but i also saw a little clip of like a interview he was doing a podcast or something like that where he said the thing that bothers me the most i think about the film is that they portrayed me as not being able to read and And that that wasn't true and he said i was already an an all-american athlete before i moved in with them and i did that all on my own without their help living on friends couches yep you know so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions here. There's a lot of what's actually going on. Yeah. What really, really happened? I mean, is there a bad guy or is everybody a little bit bad? You know, right? And good for the son for mm-hmm. like keeping it real and saying, I don't know if my parents are wrong or not. I give right. him a lot of credit. I did too. I was kind of surprised when I read that. I was like, okay, kid, at least you know how to think for yourself, right. and that's good. You know, right? Because obviously, what a bad position to be in. Because I'm sure he loves Michael. Oh, I'm sure as his brother, and of course he loves his parents. You know. But it's just crazy. But back to Sandra, good old Sandy, who I love so much. Me too. It's ridiculous because here's the thing. Like like I was saying earlier, if she got this script today, she would, I'm thinking what I know about her as a person, and I don't know her personally, but what I've read about her following her is one of my favorite actresses over the years. I think she would probably go, "Mm, not good optics. I'm not going to do this story. And would the movie even get green-lighted now? Right. It probably would not not. have even got on her her desk. Yeah. But back then, 2007, the, the, you know, the the, the atmosphere was different. Well, and it certainly is a really freaking compelling story. Yeah, and she did a great job. Like I said, I loved that film. I loved it. She was fantastic. I liked it too. And the, 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 the short of it, kids, is that 
She did she the work. She did the work. She earned the reward. She did a great job playing that part, and she earned her Oscar. Now, if you ask me, I think she should have earned it for Crash, but that's a whole other episode. Absolutely. Because I think this was them saying, sorry, you didn't win for Crash. We're going to give it to you and now. And so many of those have you happened. Know? So yeah. many of those so have many happened. Of them. In fact, when she got up and accepted the award, she said, I think, she goes, I think this is just because I... F- I don't know if you think I really earned this or if I just wore you down finally. (laughs) Like, that was in her acceptance speech. Funny, because she's a funny girl. But I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear people be like, give back the Oscar. Somebody on Twitter, I'm not going to call it X. I don't care how long it's X. I don't blame you. Somebody on Twitter said, well, it would really uh, go a long way to show her character if she turned it in. And I'm like... You don't, no, bro. You're a person who obviously has not a zip ounce of creative talent in your body because when if you finally win something like that, Absolutely. you've worked your whole life to get there. And she has nothing to do with this actual story. She's just playing a, a character written for, probably for her. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, no, nah, we can't, we've got to separate the art sometimes like she doesn't deserve to hand in her oscar before roman polanski has to hand in his or or what's his face woody allen woody allen needs to hand in all of his right it's like we can't we can't do that now my feeling is people like woody allen and roman polanski don't deserve to be continuing to make we shouldn't allow them to continue to make art if they're pedophiles you know, I'm sorry. I think they should be in jail. Agreed. Especially because Roman Polanski fled the country so that he wouldn't end up in jail. He does not deserve for his films to be honored at this point. I couldn't but agree Sandra's more. Sandra's just a working actress. And this! And another thing! The poor woman just lost her longtime partner. partner. His name is Brian Randall. He just uh, passed away on August 5th. After a three-year battle with ALS. Which is, that's Luke Gehrig's disease, folks, Mm -hmm. and it is horrifying. So you know, I believe they lived together. Sandra was probably his caretaker that entire time. Yep. And she's grieving his death, and now all this bullshit about the Oscar for something she has almost nothing to do with except that she pretended to be that's just like that's like villagers with pitchfork shit. It's it's exactly. It's exactly. Leave her alone. Think what you want about Michael Orr and the Chewy family. You know, but don't have, come talk for amongst Sandy. yourselves. But do not yeah, come, do not from come for Sandy. Sandy. Uh-uh. In case you're new to the show, the reason we keep dinging, we ding when we curse, and we ding when we say in another thing. And that means you got to drink yes. a beverage of your choice. Exactly. It can be alcoholic. That's right. It doesn't have to As be. we are, but... Mm. Um, Okay, so what do you all think? Wait, we're not alcoholics. I just want to clear that up. (laughs) Um, Weigh in. Yeah, let us know what what you you think think? about the whole thing. Our producer's weighing in. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's at the door of the studio. That's producer Jolene doing her job. um, So another actor... Oh, she's really got a lot to say about the whole situation. (laughs) She loved the blind side, by the way. Um, So another actor who has gotten himself into more hot water... Man... It looks like Alec Baldwin might be re-charged with Helena. Forgive me, I forget her last name. I forgot to write her name down. Yeah, sorry I know about that. I'm sorry because I know friends yeah. who who knew her and worked with her, and I yeah. apologize for being um, the woman who was killed on the set of Rust. The cinematographer. Um, yes. Yeah. The ballistics report came back from the pistol, and they said there's absolutely no way it could have gone out. Could have gone off without the trigger being pulled. But this is a reanalysis of the gun. 
This gun was taken apart and put back together again. And then they're like, oh, you'd have to pull the trigger. I'm sorry, but if you pull apart- It may not have been in working order. Right. It may not have been in working order in the first place. And so he had been charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter that were dropped in April by the prosecutors. Uh, But then new information came in that caused them to say, we're going to reanalyze the gun. gun." So I think that's kind of sketchy right there. What I think is even a bigger bigger matter in this is that it was loaded with live ammunition. If it didn't have live ammo, none of this would be... Well, though... She was pretty close to him. If it was loaded with blanks, which they generally right. we use, know that, that, that still probably would have killed Lee. her. Right. I yeah. mean, we know that can happen. Or that guy, John Eric, somebody uh, uh, accidentally Ham- shot himself in the Hammond, head. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked him up this week and totally forgot to work. He was just goofing around on yeah. a break yeah. and had blanks and, and pretending Russian roulette. Yeah. There was one blank in the gun and it killed him. Yeah. So, But, but yeah. the armor was 23 Mm-hmm. was her first job. Her father was a really famous armorer. Yeah. But and her name is Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. And they said that she was drinking a lot and really smoking a lot of pot on the set. And I mean, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not drink or pot shaming anybody. <laughs> right. But, but we don't do it when we're working. And we don't guns. have jobs where we're dealing with guns. With guns. You know? Yeah. And, and part of me says that the buck should stop with Alec Baldwin regardless because he was a producer. Mm-hmm. They hired the young armor because they wanted to save money. They, you know, all of this happened because he was a producer and they wanted to save money. Sure. Because it was a low budget film. But here's what gets me. You know, there's the Trump who hate him for brilliantly making fun of Trump right. on SNL. So they're all coming for him, like like I've said before, roaches on a pizza. And so they're like, he's a murderer. And the thing is, stop for a second. This man has been famous the majority of his life. He is in a family business. His name is a family legacy. Right. Why on earth? Would he purposefully shoot his cinematographer on set with every? They think it's intentional. That he actually. They think that it's murder, which means intent to kill. There's no way. No. But they can't separate between what is a tragic accident, a Alec Baldwin, and actually purposefully committing crimes, Donald Trump. They can't separate the two. Right. But I could see how it could be manslaughter one instead of manslaughter two if it was, I mean, bad, bad, uh, stuff on the on the set yeah. um what am i trying to say i'm trying not to say um i've been practicing <laughs> this uh yeah where they weren't shoddy safety sh- yeah they said that they didn't do firearms checks before they got on set which mm-hmm. in a play in yeah. a play you do firearms checks before yeah. i mean that and alec just- has said i have worked with guns before and every time they put a gun in my hand i know that it's been safety checked and that it's ready for me to use it right why would he stop and say no i i somebody check this there's no way shape or form as much as i am not a big i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not an alec baldwin fan and that has nothing to do with politics has nothing to do it's about that phone call where he was yelling at his his daughter. daughter yeah 
I lost rough. so that's much rough. respect for him when I heard that. Mm-hmm. And him, oh, he beat up a, a paparazzi, which we know that, a paparazzo, mm-hmm. sorry. And, um, oh, I, and then I the, let those fly because they're fucking annoying. Yeah, no, and I, a lot of people have beat up that's paparazzi. Why I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm letting that go. But yeah. then there was the playing words with friends on the plane and he wouldn't put it away and they couldn't oh, take yeah. off. I just. I just think he's like an arrogant prick, but in no way, too. shape, or form do I think he's a murderer. Right. Exactly. And but, there's no way this man would purposefully blow up his life and career doing this. But it's I like, do think he should get a man, a man too. Really? I really do. I do. Okay. I think he should, if not, if not serve, he should have that on his record. I do not think that he should get off scot-free for this. Okay. I think... I just don't. My feeling is, I, I, I think if it's an accident... That it's an accident. If he was just an actor on the on the set and it was an accident, I would feel that way too. Okay. But he was but a producer, producer, and he hired the armor. Buck stops with yep. him. That's how I feel. I see that point. I'm, I guess I'm a little bit torn about that. No, and I hear what you're saying, but um, okay, again, weigh in. Yeah, let us know. Um, okay, so one last actor, and then we'll get off the Hollywood train. <laughs> um, we live here, guys. I mean, it's going to happen. So, so so many people have been asking me how I feel <laughs> about Bradley Coopergate and the Leonard Bernstein uh, prosthetic nose. So the, he's doing, what's the name of the movie that's coming Bernstein, out? Bernstein. I forget what the name it is, but he's portraying he's Leonard, Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein, the famous I, and songwriter. And I believe he wrote it. He, and and he directed it and he's oh. starring in it but okay. i believe he wrote it as well okay and he has a very large prosthetic and i'm using finger quotes jewish nose <laughs> well guess what leonard bernstein had a very large pronounced nose mm-hmm. part of his judaism was a big part of his life and i don't have a problem with it and i i got into it with a friend on facebook this morning about it and she said well you don't understand I said no I do understand <laughs> I'm Jewish I totally understand well, she is too you know? but she said how can you not be offended and I said well I'm, I wasn't offended when Aaron Brockovich uh, I mean when uh, Julia Roberts wore fake boobs mm-hmm. and you know white trash black bras under her blouse for Aaron Brockovich mm-hmm. I'm not offended by that what I am offended and I've talked about this extensively on the show as has Darcy I am offended by fat suits yeah. And that might be a little hypocritical. I just saw, I just watched Till the other night mm-hmm. that Whoopi Goldberg produced or whatever. She's wearing a fat suit playing Emmett Till's grandmother. Wow. Yeah. Because Whoopi's got some meat on her bones. Yeah, but no, they did, the, they gave her a little extra neck and they gave her some padding. And I was like, oh, look at that. I'm not offended by that because she's, she's already look, juicy. She's already juicy, but at the same time, She's looking like the character. A specific person. A specific person person who lived in real life. I am not going to be offended. Now, should a Jew been chosen to play Leonard Bernstein? We can have that argument. uh, That's the only thing that I would say, Mm -hmm. but it it does not offend me. And they're Mm -hmm. saying, oh, he's doing Jew face, you know, and I just... To me, it's no different than putting aging prosthetics on somebody. It's no different than, uh, oh, I had a thought and I can't remember who it is now. Oh, uh, Nicole Kidman in The Hours. She had that terrible prosthetic. Right, for um, Virginia Woolf. Right, right. I'm like, if you're going to cast somebody to play... You're gonna, if you're going to have a beautiful person playing a not quite as beautiful person or just a regular person, make them look regular. I'm like, make them look like... 
They're regular now. You haven't seen Barbie yet, have you? No. Oh, there's was, a really I funny go, line in there that kind of that kind of yeah, um, I might talks go this about week that. And I check highly it out. recommend it. If any of you out there have not seen it, it mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to be. I I do get annoyed when it's a. a a thin privileged person wearing a fat suit like I do in too. what was that Jack Black movie with Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh Shell Hell. Hell. That pissed me off. But at the same time, how could you get around it? Because he sees her as Gwyneth Paltrow in his mind, right? So on one hand, I was pissed off about that, but the other hand, I'm like, well, you couldn't hire a big girl right. because she can't just suddenly lose a shit ton right. of weight, you right. know, to to play his but right. there's everything else about that script is also problematic a lot of it a lot of it again yeah. another movie if it came out now not sure it would have been made right right um but uh anyway my my take on this is it doesn't bother me um come at me uh mm-hmm. if it bothers you and particularly if you're jewish mm-hmm. if it bothers you because he's not playing dizzy gillespie you know, exactly. <laughs> like, he's still playing a generally Caucasian person. And the Bernstein family approved it. Well, they then, then we it. have nothing to say about it. They were at the makeup tests. They Ooh. approved it. They. Um, yeah. And I'm just happy a film about this. This man who brought us such beautiful music so is out there. I'm so excited for it. It looks I really, really good. Yeah. And good for Bradley Cooper. And I man. love him. I think he's super talented. I do, too. I do, too. So, I do yeah, too. So that's my uh, that is my for all of you who've been asking me my take on it. I don't believe it's Jew face. I believe it's an actor transforming right. themselves to be because he's not putting on a prosthetic nose and pretending to be Jewish and making fun of like, Jews. He's not going, oi, I'm right. Leonard Bernstein. Oi, vey. Oi, vey. That note is discordant. I don't like it. Yeah, he's not doing that. Right. He's not making fun. And I think that there's a very big difference not that oh, let me re- clarify this just so nobody comes for me it is never okay for a white person to play blackface what was that movie where um i'm the dude being the dude uh robert downey, robert jr. downey jr i never saw that film what was that film oh oh my god i can't think tropic of the name thunder. of it Tro- tropic tropics tropical thunder Trop- tropic thunder. yeah and he was the dude yeah. playing the dude playing the black dude playing anyway, right that was hilarious mm-hmm and our friend, well, we won't throw him under the bus, but although there's pictures all over the internet of him, he decided to do that character for the Oscars party they yep. throw. And he called our friend, who is a person of color, and said, can I get away with this and not piss anybody off? And she gave him the green light. Yep. And so he did it. And he did it really well. <laughs> yeah. And didn't she come as that, too? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think she I came, think she came to that party, It was too. amazing. It was yeah. amazing. So that is my take on that. Okay. Yeah. That is all our Hollywood news, but mm-hmm. still keeping in uh, videos mm-hmm. or taped news. Media. YouTube has announced that they are targeting medical misinformation videos. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They are creating a new framework to crack down on misinformation about COVID, vaccines, reproductive health, harmful substances, like, oh, I don't know what, borax. Ingestation. Or um, horse dewormer for COVID. Horse dewormer, yeah. So in 2021, I found out, they removed over 1 million videos related to misinformation about COVID. 1 million? 1 million. 1 million people made videos about Mm -hmm. anti-vaxxing and stuff? Or just incorrect information or take this instead, if you know that kind of crap. anti-vaxxing. Go for it. It makes me happier. Um, Their criteria is in three categories. 
if it's a misinformation about prevention, uh, treatment, or denial. So they are going to be, that's how they're going to sort the content. And they will remove anything that contradicts guidance from health authorities, contradicts guidance on treatment from health authorities, or denies existence of conditions. So somebody can't say, oh, fibromyalgia yeah. isn't a thing. Or they can't say COVID is a hoax. Right. It's you just know? a cold. It's right? just a cold. And they can't say, take garlic to cure cancer. Apparently in this article was also a big a bunch of stuff about, uh, there's a bunch of misinformation about cancer and how to treat it. Right. Like they can't do a video that says, eat garlic instead of doing chemotherapy. They right. can't do that. They're not saying you can't go... What you can do, in addition, in addition to, or, why don't you eat more garlic, right. eat more protein, eat or more or to this. boost your immune system, and, add more vitamin C. And we've you know, talked kind of about thing. this extensively on the show. We both believe in both mm -hmm. Eastern and Western medicine, homeopathic things. And walk we hand both, in hand and should. Um, yes. But that doesn't take the place of going to a doctor and right. getting actual medical right. advice. And now I will say this. I have a, a sweet friend of mine from Nashville who had breast cancer and she went into remission using entirely holistic processes. She never did radiation or chemo and she is in remission. She is a witch and has her own line of potions and yeah. wonderful yummy things. I'm not saying that it can't work, but you can't put that out there. There's no studies done, there's no proof, there's That's no- That's her own personal experience. Her own personal the experience. The minute that she tells other people to do it is when I have a problem right. with it. And I feel very sure she's probably not vaccinated, but you know, I'm never gonna ask her, I'm never gonna bring it up, but my thing is she promotes her holistic living and stuff like that, but I don't, for my, I've never seen her say, don't do that. Right. I've had Only a couple anti-vaxxers tell me, like a few years ago, before COVID, I was talking about how bad my allergies were and that I was gonna get started taking the allergy shots and blah, blah, blah. And I had an anti-vaxxer friend from high school say, you shouldn't do that because they're full of poisons and da, 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 da. And I'm like, you don't understand that I've been dealing with this for over a decade and I'm right. miserable and it's fucked up my voice, my way to make a living, and I have to do something. Right. And I've tried everything holistic in my power because for a very long time I didn't even have insurance, so I didn't have any other options. Right. And the holistic options did not do the job. And so I was like, I'm gonna go get these shots. And they have helped. I've been on them for yeah. three-ish years. We're still not all the way there, but they've definitely, I'm way better than I was yeah. before I started them. But yeah, that's my thing. It's like, I'm really tired of people putting crap out there. I can't tell you how many people when, when COVID was going on sent me YouTube videos. This proves it. This proves yeah. it. This person, everything he says is true. And, and it's this intense orchestral music in the background. That's your first clue, you guys, that you're dealing with something that you cannot prove and has no basis yep. in reality is they, they put that music in there to wire you up, to make, you know, get you going yep. and, and, and raise your intensity level so that you'll believe whatever the hell they are telling you. And so that's your first clue. Don't pay attention to videos that have that. And some rando saying, well, this, this, and this, anybody can find the numbers to back up their bullshit if because they try hard enough. And they have like-minded people yep. and they only follow like-minded people. Of course right. they're going to find right. the, the, the proof. That yeah. backs it up. I'm just so tired of that. But yeah. a million videos, you guys, that is that's a, that's lot. a shit ton that's of a people shit ton. who 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. It's crazy. So I, for one, I know a lot of people may think it's a First Amendment thing, but I, I don't. I, I think I it's great. Either. You can put it on your own page or your own. Pl- well, I guess that's. I don't know. Find a way to disseminate you can't the information put it on YouTube. yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a yeah. not a, a private. It's not when you're saying. When you are putting information out there, it's not a violation of free speech. Doesn't mean you can say whatever the hell you want without consequence. Without consequence, you can't. You can't do that. That's not how it works. There are limitations, right? And one of those limitations is you can't spread information that could harm huge groups of people. Well, and that's you the know? point. Yeah, it's harm. If if it harms people, then YouTube is liable for that, and good right. for them. Yeah. So wow, we got Ooh. through a lot. We did. Woo-hoo. And we didn't ramble on too long. We got a good excellent. amount here. Yeah, excellent. So please, as usual, please weigh in. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And we're still always looking for questions. And another please. thing, TV at yahoo.com. And uh, suggestions for our blast from the past. Yes. Thank you so much. And in the meantime. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just want to say really quickly, please join me on my Facebook page yes. this coming Sunday. Facebook.com slash the real Darcy Monet, Darcy with an I. I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live concert, and part of the proceeds are going to go to benefit the Maui Food Bank Aww. so we can help the beautiful people of Maui. And part of the proceeds are going to crowdsource a recording project I have up, the details of which I will announce at the show, and I'm very excited about it. So please do come. My goal to raise for this show. And it's never happened before, so I'm dreaming big. I want to raise $1,500 for it so we can give a good you chunk do it. to you Maui. You could do it. You could do I it. I think we can do it. So and please join me yes, Sunday, August 27th at 4 p.m. Pacific. And I will. we will post it on our page as well. Yes, we'll absolutely. Post the details on our uh, And Another Thing uh, Facebook page. Yes. So thank you so much for listening Thanks, and stay guys. safe. Stay sane. And healthy with real information and hopeful. (laughs) Bye. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening on. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks Thanks for your support. support.